0: Welcome, my fellow players, to GenPS, the Generation PlayStation Podcast, a podcast that is all about the love for PlayStation. My name is Victor Sulfera, and I'm here to tell you all the good stuff, and sometimes also the bad stuff, uh, regarding everything that is happening in the world of PlayStation, or as some people might say, the PlayStation Nation. I know there are some sites and probably some podcasts also called that, because... It's an easy win, of course. PlayStation Nation, it just sounds very good. So, to help you understand what is happening in that nation, I'm here to tell you about it. Uh, every second week, this is uh, a show that I've been doing for quite a while, and I will keep doing it as long as I feel like it, because, yeah, this is my show, and I love doing it. Um, Honestly, i uh, its it's tough, but I have been very happy with uh, the results and how long uh, this show has been going on and that I'm still getting listeners which I don't take for granted at all and so thank you everybody and I hope I can continue to deliver the good and the bad uh, news when it comes to PlayStation and I do that as I said every second week in a episode that is fully featured with news um, with the upcoming games, the new games released, the best games on metacritic, the worst games on metacritic really. Um maybe also some recommendations from myself depending on what i'm playing and also some deals i like to uh, talk about when i see that there is something that i should be sharing with you guys, then i like to do that as well. And at the end of the show, i usually go for a big topic that is a current topic. Um which can be stuff like um and this time around it's it's a bit of a mashup. but you know how the steam deck was announced and everybody's talking about it yeah we'll be talking about that because um you know handheld gaming has been a significant part of playstation history and it's not really here anymore and so let's talk about that and 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 talk about the stream deck uh so that is more of um uh, right now discussion right it's it's about current topics but it's also a bit of a throwback to handheld gaming in PlayStation history uh, we can talk about the PSP and the PS Vita of course there um, but usually it's not this kind of mashup usually what I would do is I would have a topic that is a current topic and that I discuss and then in the next episode I would have something prepared that is more you know a throwback to the old good times um where you didn't have to wait for a download to be able to play your game um yeah that's just the world we live in right now and there's a lot of good um to be said about that but there's also um some stuff that isn't as pleasant but it is how it is and so yeah that's what i like to do news Um, metacritic new games upcoming games sales and current topics and historic topics and you know to not keep on mumbling and and talking even more about stuff without really saying anything let's just get right to it okay let's get right to it with the first topic of this episode it's the circle of news and so everybody is talking about it the steam deck so steam if you didn't know this um or better i should say valve um the parent company uh of steam they are the guys behind steam um they used to give us great games like um um half-life portal left for dead and stuff like that they were really prolific uh, at delivering great games and then all of a sudden they just made their own store and they got a lot of people on board for that store uh, not just indie uh, people but also you know the big triple a guys and so pretty much everything at one point used to run through steam It's changing a bit with the Epic Game Store coming in and stuff like that. So if you're not really into PC gaming, let's just say that the Steam Store is pretty much the PlayStation Store um, for PC, right? If you're a PlayStation gamer, you are pretty much buying all your stuff on the PlayStation Store digitally, of course, you can buy stuff physically and that is also the case on pc but on pc it's even less common than on um, on a console um, which is also getting more and more um, digital focused especially with consoles that are digital only Um, but if you're playing games digitally if you're buying games digitally on on consoles you're pretty much using the store that is the only store on those consoles in the case of PlayStation it's the PlayStation store. And for PC, you know, steam is pretty much that, I mean, they, there are alternatives on PC, but they are nothing compared to steam. Steam is the de facto PC gaming store. Um, and it's so big and it's making them so much money. Valve is uh, swimming in money, um, or Gabe Newell um the 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 big boss there um he's he's very very rich and so of course you you'd think well they might just if they already conquered the PC gaming market maybe they want to go further you know they want to uh go for consoles and they tried that there was something called a steam machine which was pretty much a steam um, a pc that was just running steam os which is an os that they designed it's based on linux and um it's pretty cool i mean uh, it 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 functions pretty much like you would expect a console to function uh, you can navigate with your controller and stuff like that but here's the thing the steam machines they didn't work because some of them were just too expensive and it wasn't just one you know it, it They didn't just, it wasn't just Valve releasing one Steam machine and saying, This is the Steam machine, this is our console working with Steam. Um, No, they just said, You know, everybody who wants to make a Steam machine and use our Steam OS and all of that stuff, they can do it. And so it got really complicated for um, the general uh, public to understand what they should even buy if they want a Steam machine because there were so many of them. Imagine if there were, were like, 20 variants of the PS5. You wouldn't really know, unless you're really into tech and, and, and know the differences, you wouldn't really know which one to buy. Um, and so, at the end of the day, maybe you don't buy anything because it's too complicated. And, you know, then there is Nintendo and they always make it very easy. Although, uh, very easy is probably not the best word because they do have multiple uh versions of their consoles uh, consoles usually but at the end of the day you know that any of their consoles is going to run the games uh that you want to run so you know, if you if you buy a switch lite or if you buy a regular switch or if you're going to buy the next um the upcoming switch OLED they are all going to run the same game so uh, it's 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 pretty easy in in that regard with steam uh, with the steam machines Um, They had different specs and not every game was going to run the same on all of those Steam machines. So it got very complicated there. And now they gave up on that idea, it seems like. Maybe they can bring it back someday. But what they are now focusing on is handheld gaming. And they announced a thing called the Steam Deck. And so the Steam Deck is pretty much a PC with a screen and a controller attached to it and a battery and you can walk around with it and it's pretty big it looks very big and and a bit heavy um but yeah you can put it in your um in your uh, probably not in your in your uh, pockets but you can put it in your bag or something like that and carry it around with you to play an occasional game here and there um on the road which is pretty cool. And you're running uh, PC games. Um, it's Linux based here, the Steam OS. So um, they are using a, a compatibility layer called Proton to be able to also run games that would only run on Windows because there's also a thing that is a bit complicated in the PC, PC space. You have different OSs, with Windows being the most popular one, especially when it comes to gaming. Um, and Linux is, you know, at the end of the day, Linux should be much more popular than it is, but it's also, you know, it's it's so customizable and it's so open that that is the best thing about it, but also the worst thing about it. So it's the same thing with the Steam machines. It gets too complicated for the general public a lot of times. So, um, yeah, but Linux is really a great OS, but you know the most popular one is windows because it's so simple and because well there are a lot of contracts that microsoft has with pc manufacturers and 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 uh, you know all the the companies like hp and lenovo doing the laptops and stuff they already have windows on them because microsoft is ha- has a relationship with them and and is making that happen and so pretty much everybody uses windows and that is why gaming on windows is the preferred platform Uh, windows is the preferred platform for gaming on pc and so some games on pc are not well optimized or don't run at all on linux but there is uh, this compatibility layer called proton available on linux that is trying to make those windows only games or not well optimized games for linux run better on uh, linux um if if I made myself clear. So it's pretty much going to let you run every game. Um, There might be some exceptions. Um, Maybe... uh, I I don't have a ton of experience with Proton. I know that it's very, very good. I have heard a lot of good things about it. And it makes um, running Windows games on Linux uh, a real possibility and not just a crappy possibility. Um, But... It's, it's still not uh, perfect. Um, there will be some issues here and there, definitely. But I guess that uh, for, for most games, um, you're probably going to be fine um, with running them on there. So the, the interesting thing, though, is that they let you run Windows on it. So if you want to run Windows on it, you can. Because, yeah, this is pretty much just a PC on the go. And you can just put any os you want on it as long as it's supported by the cpu and um and and the ram and and you know all the components um as long as it's supported by those components you can pretty much run any os you want and that is pretty cool so they're letting it pretty much open and uh, a lot of people went crazy went nuts for it um the way it is powered is pretty much it it has a chip from the same generation as the next-gen consoles, the PS5, the Xbox Series S and X. But it's um, not as powerful because, of course, it's it's running on a very small device that you carry around with you. But it's still um, quite powerful, I would say. So it's RDNA 2-based. That's the architecture uh, of the GPU. And it's running with up to 1.6 gigahertz Uh, reaching up to 1.6 teraflops um 1.6 teraflops uh is a bit better than the ps4 than the base ps4 but it's also a newer architecture so i would expect it to run better than the base ps4 still if we're looking at the um, xbox series s that has four teraflops of um performance of compute performance so um and that and and you can definitely check out the analysis done by digital foundry for example they talked about um the xbox series as sometimes struggling even to hit 720 at 60 frames per second um which is uh, kind of what you're going to expect from from the steam deck it's it's got a 800p uh, screen actually uh, so not really a, a typical resolution but 720p is really going to be where it's at with the Steam Deck, which is fine for for a small device like that. You can imagine it being uh, bigger than the Switch, but still not, like, crazy big. Um, Definitely too big to put in your pocket, as I said, but it's it's definitely um, still a handheld gaming machine. So uh, the screen is uh, an LCD. It's not OLED, but... You know, I, I think it's going to be fine looking uh, with with 720p resolution on it, um, but I don't think it will be able to hit high frames um, or or a high uh, FPS count uh, with most triple A games coming in the future. So for now, it's probably okay, but for the future, it's going to be a bit uh, complicated to run all those games. Um, as we progress further. Uh, the screen is a 60 hertz display, but I think that most of the time, if you really want to run AAA games, you will probably have to stick to 30 frames per second, which a lot of P- uh, PC gaming enthusiasts won't want to do. Um, so yeah, you can of course go down with the resolution even more to 480, um, for example. But do you really want to do that? You can also... Uh, put your settings down um you know the 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 texture quality and stuff like that 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 is all possible on pc you can customize the way your game looks a lot more than you can on a console um but yeah i don't know Uh, i think that it's it's going to be very very cool for um a majority of games Uh, i think that everything released up to up till now it's probably going to run in some way. I don't know about Cyberpunk 2077. It's it's probably going to run, but it's not going to run very well. Um, that is a pretty demanding game. There are other demanding games that probably also won't work very well, but at least they will work in some way. And of course, when you look at emulation and stuff like that, this is going to be crazy good for that. So it's going to be... Um, yeah, for everybody who enjoys retro gaming, this is going to be awesome. Um... Yeah, why, why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about the Steam Deck? Well, because... What does this mean for PlayStation? Um, everybody seems to be interested in handheld gaming again. Um, you look at the the popularity of the Switch... And it's, it's breaking records left and right. It's very, very popular. Um, there were talks about the Switch Pro, which... Um, Maybe it's still coming, but for now we only get a Switch OLED version that is not at all the thing that a lot of people were expecting. Um, because the Switch Pro was to be a more powerful console and not just have a better screen. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But the Switch is selling, uh, they they are just selling those things like hotcakes. I mean, this, Nintendo, uh, just like Valve, they, they are swimming in money right now. Um, from those sales and then you look at all the little pc um, devices like the steam deck because before the steam deck there were already some devices by developed by um, or produced by um, independent people should i call them like that i don't know Um, you know some some lesser known people um, trying to to get a campaign going on kickstarter or indiegogo with similar devices like this there was one manufacturer and and these guys are pretty well known gpd Uh, they have been doing stuff like this for a long time uh actually um devices like this and it's pretty much similar to what the steam deck is doing but it's not as good and and the price is not as good oh Right, the price. I didn't even mention that. It's 399 for the base version, but that has only 64 gigabytes of uh, eMMC storage. If you want to go to an e- NVMe storage um, uh, that is going to be faster and have higher capacity with two, uh, 250, 256 gigs or even 512 um, or five hundred and twelve gigs, then it's going to cost you uh, a lot more with um, $529 or $649, respectively. Uh, And so it's much better price, this Steam Deck, compared to all those others that I mentioned, the GPD Win 3 or whatever it's called, the last one that they released. Um, And there are also a lot of um, retro pocket devices um, that are similar to uh, a Game Boy Advance or... uh, um, a nintendo ds or something they 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 look a bit like those consoles from back in the day and they are pretty much made to run retro games there are a lot of those consoles out there most of them are from china and uh, they're pretty much just for that for running retro games and so all of these devices are getting a lot of popularity and the question is is sony going to do anything about this because Xbox never had uh, a horse in this race. Uh, They might want to uh, now have one, but I don't know. Um, I doubt it, given that they're so focused on cloud. Um, So I I don't think so. The only other really competitor that Nintendo had was Sony. Um, I mean, companies before Sony had tried it also, like... Sega had the game gear, for example, uh, but it never really worked. Atari also had something like that, but it just it didn't really work um like for example, the PSP did selling over eight, 80 million copies um selling over eighty million devices, I should say. um it's th- that was pretty much the only really threat that that there was uh for Nintendo. It was Sony. And it was the PSP. You can argue that the PS Vita was amazing. And I would say so. But it also wasn't really a threat. Um, to the Nintendo 3DS. Not at all. It's uh, It was a bit of a flop. But you can blame Sony for that. Um, in part. Um, because of the proprietary memory card. Uh, that they had going. And um, the... Um, the way they just didn't support it enough. There was some support in the beginning, games like Uncharted coming to it, and Gravity Rush, of course. But yeah, it, it, it at some point, they just were focusing on the PS4, and they didn't really care anymore about the PS Vita. And so, what now? Can we expect Sony to come back to the handheld gaming market? Or, or are they also going the cloud route just like Xbox? And that is going to bring me to the next topic. That is that Netflix is interested in adding games to its lineup. So Netflix, of course, you know, Netflix, Uh, they are all about uh, movie and TV streaming. That's what they do. And they are the biggest player in the market by far. And... No, they want to add games to that. They already tried some stuff uh, with um, story-driven games. Uh, there was that Minecraft story mode or something like that that they had on, on Steam, uh, on on um, Netflix. Um, but not really games, like you can connect a, a controller to it and some something like that, you know? Um, now it seems they really want to do game streaming um there was a report um by bloomberg and they they talked about this um they want to add games to it and they have big ambitions um it's their next big thing and that is very interesting but i'm not currently sure what exactly this means are they really going for Trying to be the player in game streaming. Because of course they already have that background in movie and TV streaming. So they are coming in very hot. You know we already have services like Stadia. We have Xbox Cloud streaming. And we have PlayStation Now of course. So can Netflix compete? Because they are coming in new. This is something new for them. They don't really have that much... Uh, experience in games they have done some com- uh, um, some some um, uh, uh, collaboration with game companies to do stuff like Stranger Things games and stuff like that but they don't really have the pedigree of Xbox or PlayStation when it comes to this granted Google also didn't and Stadia is not doing great but it's I like the the Stadia uh, service. Actually, I, I don't think it's bad at all. They have to add more games to it, definitely, but it's not bad, um, like a lot of people uh, say it is. It's really depends on your connection, but if you have uh, when it works, it it works wonders. And to me, at at, at home and also on my phone with uh, mobile data, it's really it works really well for me. Uh, you know your mileage may vary depending on where you are and what services um you use um yeah but can netflix compete here and what makes this even more interesting is that uh, some leaker found that um there are actually references to the dual sense controller and also to ghost of tsushima uh on, on uh, in this Netflix uh, um, stuff that uh, that they are uh, um, using for their game streaming um, ambitions, right? They they on on the side you can identify or, or whatever, <laughs> um, you can see some references to the Dual Sense controller that is, of course, done by PlayStation. And you can see um, some references to Ghost of Tsushima. So what does this mean? Is Sony going to be participating in this? Because Sony, um, they have already... They already did a lot with PlayStation Now, of course. Um, Their streaming service. But that has been on the decline, honestly. They started out strong, but in the last couple of years, PlayStation Now, it hasn't really been what it should be. Um, they have tried to improve it by adding, you know, these these big titles to the service that then disappear after a short time. Um, so they don't stay on the service forever, which... No game is going to stay on a service forever. It's always going to be like that. It's also the, the same way with uh, Xbox Cloud Streaming. The same thing happens uh, in Netflix uh, or on Netflix with movies. They don't stay on there forever unless it's, you know, first party stuff. Um, And so what does this mean, right? Um, Will Sony incorporate some ps now technology into netflix and will we see a shift from playstation now into netflix game streaming or whatever it is going to be called because sony already has um, a deal with netflix for their movies so sony doesn't want anything to do with movie and tv streaming it seems they, they just shut all of that stuff down unless you can't crunchyroll and stuff like that uh, for anime but you know, they had Crackle or something like that, whatever it was called. They had the movies and TV um, uh, options to buy and rent on the PlayStation Store. That all isn't a thing anymore. And they have a relationship with Netflix to bring their movies like, for example, the next Uncharted movie or the the first Uncharted movie, really. But the, the upcoming Uncharted movie with... Um, uh, um, with the guy from Spider-Man, and I'm blinking on his name, Tom Tom Holland? Is that is that right? Um, I think it is. Um, so that movie is going to come out after the threatri- uh, theatrical release. Um, at some point, it's going to come to Netflix exclusively uh, for streaming. And so, given that they already have this relationship with Netflix... It's interesting. It could mean that they are just going to do the same thing with their games. They're going to put their games out um, for for you to buy, of course, for you to play on PlayStation. But then, like after a year or after two years, those games become available on Netflix game streaming service. I don't know. I'm just speculating here, and I think that this tells us a lot about what PlayStation could be doing with um you know handheld gaming or mobile gaming whatever you want to call it um and honestly i'm not going to do anything at the end of this episode because i i feel like i'm already so much into this that uh, i just i i will just do it now and be done with it and so let let me just continue talking about this here um the PSP and the PS Vita i talked about them the PSP very successful selling over 80 million units but still not as succe- as successful as the Nintendo DS. The PS Vita not even close to being as successful as the Nintendo 3DS. Um but I would say it was a great handheld and uh, I think that if there's anybody that can really challenge Nintendo in the handheld gaming market it would be Sony. I think that the third best option or, or the next best are op- next best option for this would be probably this Valve Steam Deck but you know when it comes to PCs they really depend on powerful hardware uh, f- to be able to run games well um because the thing with the consoles is that because the developers are targeting one specific uh, device they are able to optimize it very well for the games to run well on those devices on a PlayStation console for example and um, and so that's why you can see the PS4 running games like God of War and Ghost of Tsushima because well it's so well optimized to to be able to run those games granted it doesn't run them amazingly the base PS4 is not running God of War at 60 frames per second, definitely. Um, But it still manages to run it. And at the time, when the PS4 and the Xbox One came out, they were already underpowered. They were pretty bad, considering uh, the, the tech that was out at that point. And still, many, many years later, they are able to deliver these games that are just... Of an amazing quality, and meanwhile, if you wanted to run those games on PC, you could um, definitely. The PCs don't really have. Uh, I mean, there is an end to PC power because you cannot go higher than um, you know the best GPU on the market. Um, there isn't, there there is of course an end to it, but you know, the next year a better card comes out and stuff like that. So, um, it it keeps on improving and during the course of a console generation, PC gaming keeps improving and improving uh, until the point where, you know, the consoles get really old and so they have to bring out a new one. And that means that any game can run on a PC if you port it to a PC, it's going to run. And probably if you have the best hardware available, it's going to run much better than on a console. But on comparable hardware, most of the time a console will run better because it's better optimized. Of course, you could optimize very well to the Steam Deck because it's just one device. So maybe if it gets really popular, the developers could then focus on optimizing the performance of the Steam Deck. But if they just don't do any optimization specifically for the Steam Deck and they are just putting their games out like they usually do on PC, which is, you know, let's try to make sure it's going to run well on the most popular CPUs and on the most popular GPUs. And granted, there are a lot of those. It's not like I'm talking about two CPUs and three GPUs now. There are a lot of CPUs ...and GPU uh, combinations in the wild. So they definitely try to make sure that it's going to at least be okay on most of those systems. But they don't really optimize it to the fullest on a specific CPU or a specific GPU. So I don't know. Um, I don't think that the Steam Deck is going to be perfect and i don't think anybody expects it to be perfect but i fear that if it doesn't get like extremely popular to the point where it's like okay now developers have to support it um if it just stays as as a you know a thing that is more for the hardcore people then i think you know in in 3 to 4 years you're not really going to be running new games on the Steam Deck unless you want to go really, really down with your settings. And I don't know if you want to do that. Of course, with the Steam Deck, you also have the possibility to uh, connect it to a display and stuff like that. So it, it can be used also just as a PC. So maybe in, in in a couple of years, you still want to keep it around just to use it for that as well and to play some older games or something like that. So it definitely has its value. It's It's... It's very versatile. But when it comes to gaming and AAA gaming in a couple of years, I don't know. Um, But what if Sony was going to do this? What if Sony had a new PlayStation Portable, new PlayStation Vita out, and it had this 1.6 teraflops of performance that the Steam Deck has? What would happen then? Well, let me tell you. With 1.6 teraflops on a new GPU architecture, a device that is definitely more powerful than the base PS4, and the base PS4 already gave us uh, all of those games that I, I, I already mentioned, God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, Horizon. Just imagine what Sony would be able to do. Just imagine. All of those games would run on that console. That, that is the first thing. Okay? That is a sure thing. Those games would run on that console. And even more games would come out and run on that console, and they would run probably very, very well because of the optimization that would be going into that. And so, that really got me thinking. What is Sony going to do with the future of mobile gaming what is what are their plans and unfortunately even if i was even if i just sounded very excited about the, that possibility i don't think that that is what it's what is going to happen i think that what is going to happen is they are going to focus more on cloud streaming yes it would be awesome to have a handheld game console from sony a new one and with that power 1.6 teraflops on the go just imagine what sony would be able to deliver but you know what's so much easier is to convince people that they can play on the device that they already own and you know why Because console manufacturers don't make a lot of money with their consoles. And I also don't think that Valve is going to make that much money with the Steam Deck. Hardware can work, definitely. For example, you see it with phones. The iPhones bring in a lot of money. But they are also very pricey. And they are used for a ton of things. Talk about a dedicated game console costing $1,000. You think that would sell well? I don't think so. And so console manufacturers try to hit that uh, sweet spot where they are still making some money or at least not losing money. And you know, people think that the price is okay to pay. Not not that many people will be um, will uh, not, or most people that are interested in buying the thing will probably end up buying it. And so that's where you come up with um, stuff like three ninety nine, uh, four ninety nine. That that's pretty much the max you can go. That's why the Xbox Series X and the PS5, um, the, the disc edition or whatever it is called, um, those are $499 because you cannot really go much higher than that or else now nobody's going to, to buy those consoles. And in the past, console manufacturers even have actually, um, sold their consoles at a loss, um. Because what's important for the console manufacturers is not selling consoles. It's people buying games. Because they are making a lot of money with the games that are being sold. For every game that is sold on the PlayStation Store or also physical. There has been some kind of fee paid to PlayStation. For having that game run on a playstation console you cannot just decide i will make a playstation game you have to ask playstation um, if you can do that and also you have to pay them to be able to do that and so for every game that is out there that is compatible with the ps4 or the ps5 playstation playstation is making money off that okay and that's what's bringing in the big bucks And so if you can just get the hardware out of the way, if you don't have to care about selling consoles at all, then that's the best thing for these console manufacturers. Because what they really want is just to sell you the games. They don't necessarily want the trouble of having their consoles um, being produced because it's a lot of work. And there isn't much return. So I I guarantee you that Sony, if you would ask them... You are now the most popular console in the world. With the PS4, at least, they are the most popular console in the world right now. Or they have the most popular console in the world. Would you trade that for being the most popular gaming service... ...in the world tomorrow. And I guarantee you... ...they would not blink. They would immediately say yes. Because they don't have to care about... ...producing the consoles. They don't have to care about... ...transporting the consoles. They don't have to market the consoles. Nothing like that. They don't have to give support for the consoles. Nothing. Right? They just have to care about selling games or selling subscriptions, whatever. So that's why, and I understand that a lot of people don't like it, but that is why everybody's going in that direction. Sony, Xbox, um, Nvidia, pretty much everybody's going that direction. The only one that is not going that direction is Nintendo. Oh, I'm sorry. Nintendo. Because Nintendo is the king of the handheld market. They don't have competition, so they are, of course, selling well right now. They don't really have to worry about that right now. Probably in the future, if the cloud um, future actually um, is able to fulfill what I think it's going to um, do then maybe, you know, Nintendo will start worrying sooner or later and will then also pivot to cloud streaming in some way. But right now, they are making so much money. Of course they don't care. They don't want this to change right now. They are doing fine. So they don't even want to support this, probably. um, Because they know that they have this market for them right now. If console streaming gets popular then i don't know uh unless the the nintendo portable systems would also then be able to run cloud uh, streaming from xbox and playstation then you could definitely probably make a case for it um but yeah everybody's going that direction and looking at this netflix deal now um that Sony has for the TV and movies and now Netflix going into gaming. I think this is more of a hint that that is the route that PlayStation is taking. Um, Of course, you never know with PlayStation. They are wild sometimes and maybe they do bring out a new handheld console at some point, but I doubt it. I think that for them, they want to deliver you the games that they are so well known for uh, doing amazingly. Uh, but they don't want to deal with the hardware stuff. I don't think that they want to do that. And I think nobody besides Nintendo wants to do that. Because Nintendo pretty much has a monopoly on that. In the handheld gaming space. So maybe Nintendo also changes if something here um, changes with cloud streaming getting more popular or, you know, more competition coming their way with something like the Steam Deck. But I think that besides Nintendo, everybody is looking for cloud streaming. And I'm not talking about the gamers necessarily because I know a lot of people don't like cloud streaming. Uh, But let me tell you guys, you don't like it right now, but it's going to get better. It's probably never going to be as good as native. So for really hardcore people. And, and professionals. Um, I don't think that the, the PC gaming. Is ever going to go away. When when you look at it like that. Because for the the pro gamers out there. They just need that. But for the general public. I think that game streaming. Is going to be the thing. And that's pretty much it so yeah that that was a lot um pretty much the whole episode filled with just that but i think it was important uh so let me just get through some uh minor stuff i would say um and get this show done in a quick 10 minutes or something like that okay are you with me let's go so there was a playstation state of play event um that i talked about Uh, on the last episode that that was about to happen and it did actually happen on um july 8th and yeah it wasn't that great i mean we got a good look at death loop but we already knew that death was going to be a good game we got a look at the death strandings um ps5 director's cut again uh we had already seen that and similarly to the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut, there's also here a, a weird thing with the upgrade that I don't like at all. Um, look, I don't mind uh, paying or not paying at all for an upgrade from PS4 to PS5 version. That That is, of course, awesome. But I also don't mind paying like a small fee like 10 bucks or something like that. But if you are bundling content... um together with that upgrade just to make me pay 30 then i don't like that i i think that is a bit yeah it's it's not consumer friendly you should still give me the option of just upgrading the regular game to the next gen version and if i then want the additional content i can still get it uh, additionally Uh, so that's my take but i also don't think it's the most outrageous thing but i think there is room for improvement with these upgrade uh, systems that they have now. Um, and looking at other things that were announced, we got Moss Book 2. It's a sequel to Moss, the PlayStation VR game. Um, there is a Sifu delay. It's only coming next year, but at least we got a new look at it. And we know that it's still being worked on. Sifu is a game that looks very interesting. Um I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. Um, we got stuff like Arcade Gaddon uh, that is out in early access for PS5 and PC. It's a multiplayer shooter. Um, we got another look at Tribes of Midgard, which I think I've seen like a hundred times um, during E3. So I really don't need it to see it again. Um, what did we see besides that jet? The Far shore. Um, which looks very interesting it's a space adventure game um there is coming for 2021 but we still don't really know when then we have fist forged in shadow torch coming to ps4 and ps5 on the 7th of september it's a game that looks a bit weird i would say um with uh, um animal protagonists a rabbit um it's it's it has an interesting art style but it's Um, it's weird and I think that a lot of people will like it because it's weird but um, I don't know Uh, we have to know more about that I'm not sure Uh, then the Demon Slayer comes for PS4 and PS5 on the 15th of October and we got a new look at Lost Judgment um, which is the sequel to Judgment which is available through PS Now if you have that it's right now available uh, on PS Now so, a lot of stuff, but no bangers, I would say. You know, Deathloop, we already know that is coming. Um, but now at least we know that um, it's, it's going to take a while for it to come uh, to Xbox, because it's one of those games um, that is a Bethesda game. And Bethesda is now owned by Xbox, but there were already contracts signed for this to be an exclusive on PS5. <laughs> And it's actually going to be exclusive until September 2022. And that was uh, something that was also revealed uh, with the state of play with the new trailer that was shown. It's going to be exclusive until at least the 14th of September 2022. Um, so you can only play that on the PS5, even though it is a Bethesda game and Bethesda is owned by Xbox. Weird, but that's how things go. And the other game is Ghostwire Tokyo also a Bethesda game that is exclusive to PS5 timed exclusive it will come at some point to Xbox but uh, it's for now a PS5 exclusive and it actually got delayed to early 2022 um and it wasn't the only game getting delayed there were other delays happening for example uh Reverse um, Resident Evil Reverse also got delayed to 2022 Rainbow Six Extraction, the new name for Rainbow Six Quarantine. Um, And also, Riders Republic got delayed to 2022. So, a lot of stuff happening then in 2022, and not a lot lot happening this year. Um, We'll see what happens until the end of the year. But a lot of games are getting delayed to next year, which maybe also has a lot to do with Corona and, you know, it's affecting everybody um and also what you shouldn't expect this year besides all of those games um is to see a lot of cool stuff at ea play um because we are not getting any star wars games at ea play they said that uh, at ea play live i should say uh, which is um something like state of play but for ea that is happening um this month uh, let me check when exactly july 22nd is is the day um, there is a an event by EA where they will announce stuff. But right now, I'm not really sure what it's going to be because they said Star Wars is not going to be there. The new skate game is not going to be there. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, it, it doesn't sound like the most exciting event given that those games are not part of it. Then let's look at some minor news uh, even more minor than those that i just talked about and that is that the season two of netflix the witcher is coming december and that is pretty cool and talking about um video game tv shows hbo's the last of us has cast the original tommy actor from from the last of us but not as tommy uh, which is uh, a fun thing um he has been cast as Perry, who is a rebel in in the quarantine zone uh so interesting that this guy gets cast uh, for the last of us show but not to play the character that he was playing in the last of us game um i just wanted to mention it because i want to remind everybody that there is an hbo show coming and from what i've heard the budget is very very high so expect a very big quality show and especially coming from HBO you know them from stuff like uh, Game of Thrones so they they really know how to do um these kinds of shows these big blockbuster shows and of course you have a great cast already um guys like uh, um of course um I'm blinking on this name uh, Pedro Pascal uh, of course and Gabriel Luna and uh, um the the girl from From uh, Game of Thrones. um, Let me check. Bella Ramsey as Ellie. So already the cast is looking amazing. And I think this is going to be really, really cool. Uh, What is also pretty cool is that. There was a reference found on the PlayStation website. Called Experience PlayStation. Which I honestly I didn't even know that thing existed. Um, And it's already gone it seems. Because I wasn't able to access this. But there was supposedly um the possibility there to get a beta code for Gran Turismo 7 so it seems there is going to be a beta for Gran Turismo 7 sometime um not sure when but it's probably going to come sometime and so that's pretty much it for the news and also for the big topic of this week i guess um because i just bundled it all in together for for uh, this first segment of the show So let me just get through the newest games released and the upcoming games, which, spoiler that's uh, not a lot of stuff happening, but let me just get through it in the next segment. Hey, that's fair for you, Square. And so, yeah, um, on PS5, we got A Plague Tale Innocence, which got an 81 on Metacritic that has been released on PS5, and it's actually free on PS5 for PS Plus subscribers. Then we have Watch Dogs Legion Bloodline with a 70 for PlayStation 5. On the PlayStation 4 side of things, there isn't a score, but it's also out there. Um, and then, you know, not really much happening. Arcade Garden, I mentioned that before um, you can give that a try if you want Um, then there is of course probably this is the bigger game here is F1 2021 if you like racing games that game has got an 84 so it's getting good reviews and then we have a game called where the heart leads with a 70 and these two scores that I mentioned for F1 2021 and where the heart leads are PlayStation 5 scores on PlayStation 4 those games are also available but you're looking at different scores where the hot leads scored on PlayStation four, a 78, whereas the F1 2021 got an 83, Um, which actually, isn't that the same on the PlayStation five? No, it's an 84 on the PlayStation five. So pretty much the same thing. Uh, Besides that on the PlayStation five, not much happening, but on the PlayStation four, you're getting the, um, the bundle of hotline Miami and hotline Miami two called wrong number. Um. Uh, or actually, not. It's not called wrong number. Uh, Hotline Miami Two Wrong Number is the title of the second game. Yeah, uh, it's a bundle with those games. So pretty cool if you like Hotline Miami. Um, it's one of the most popular indie games. Um, of the last decade. Um, very very popular game. I know a lot of people love it, and you have the Mr. X Nightmare uh, DLC um for Streets of Rage 4 and you also have stuff like um <clears throat> uh Sniper Elite VR uh, which got a 75 score so that is also pretty cool uh VR getting a bit of love between the Moss Book 2 and also here Sniper Elite VR 2 uh or, or Sniper Elite VR uh as well coming out on the PlayStation VR very cool but Yeah, you you see that there isn't really a ton of stuff happening. And when we look at what is coming uh, soon, also not much happening um, on the PlayStation 5 and on the PlayStation 4. Uh, There are some games coming like Akiba's Trip, Hellbound and Debriefed. Um, I remember Akiba's Trip um, playing some game of this um, series on my PlayStation Vita. It was really weird, very japanese and when i say very japanese i don't mean that in a bad way it's very funny it's very very funny um in a very japanese way um it's um that slapstick humor that you see a lot with with japanese stuff so if you like that um if you are into anime it's got an anime style so maybe it's something for you i really didn't vibe that much with it but yeah uh then we have of course tribes of midgard again um i uh, that is coming towards the end of this month and i i i i honestly i don't even want to play it because i've seen it so many times i i'm already full of it and i haven't even started playing it like no uh you don't have to show it so much like if you were follow, following following a three this game was shown pretty much everywhere it was terrible um, and it, I don't mean that the game looks terrible. I don't think that the game looks terrible. I don't think it looks amazing, but it, I also don't think it looks terrible. It's, um, a game where it can play solo or co op with a team up to 10 players, is what is said here on the Metacritic page. And it's set during Ragnarok, so a lot of, um, Norse mythology stuff. So if you like that in God of War, maybe you like that here as well, but I just, they just, um, Showed it way too much, I think. And then, also, on the same day, there is Neo, The World Ends With You, um, which probably a lot of Neo, or or a lot of The World Ends With You uh, fans have been waiting for. And, uh, yeah, um, The Great Ace Attorney, I know a lot of people love that, The The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles is coming out on the same day as well, Uh, so maybe I should mention that. Uh... Yeah, but besides that, not really much happening. Um, yeah, it's, it's a slow year, I would say. I talked about this on Twitter. I think this has been one of the more slower years we had in the last couple um, of years, or really the last decade of gaming um if you look at last year with uh, the last of us part two ghost of tsushima and then the release of the new consoles demon souls sag boy big adventure astro's playroom uh, miles morales so much stuff happening and then this year yeah not that much happening i mean ratchet and clank probably the biggest thing for playstation at least um so yeah let's hope this gets better um, and that I'm able to in two weeks uh, when the next episode comes out to give you some cooler news than what I had to talk about in this episode. Although I think that the whole thing with the Steam Deck and the cloud streaming and stuff, I think that is very, very interesting. Um, so, yeah, but until I'm able to talk about that, it's still two weeks until then. So I hope you tune in for the next one. But until then, keep on playing.